Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast. My name is Zahida Mohammadi and I am an emotional mastery and business mentor, boundaries expert, mum to two very special souls and the founder of the Live Inspired Academy. If you are looking to upgrade your relationships, your business and your life and yourself, then this is the place for you. Nothing fires me up more than helping people overcome their limits, discover their gifts, reconnect to their authenticity, their natural fitra, the unique way that they connect to others and their creator so that they can bring those gifts into the world and live with purpose and passion. And that is what this podcast is all about. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspiration to help you connect to all the possibility and potential that exists within you. Here, you'll find all the tools, resources, strategies, and teachings that you need on your self-development journey. Thank you for choosing to be here. Let's get inspired. In today's podcast episode, we are diving into a topic that is very close to my heart and that I feel can benefit anyone and everyone. So if you're someone who's looking for emotional healing or you're looking to live a better life or you're looking to feel more connected or you're looking for a way to manage your anxiety better, manage your emotions better, then today's podcast episode is going to shed a lot of light on that. I am joined by a very special guest who has dedicated a good portion of her life to teaching about the Quran. Now, when we speak about the Quran, sometimes people bring all kinds of objections in, and we're going to be addressing some of these objections. For example, I've heard people say, well, the Quran was revealed over 1400 years ago. How is it relevant to modern times? Things are so different now. We have completely different social structures. We have completely different challenges. Can the Quran really help me deal with all of those things? Those are some of the resistances I hear, and we're actually going to be talking directly about that. You're also going to be learning how you can actually benefit from the Quran, even if you're not a scholar, even if you're someone who has never ever really engaged with the Quran or ever looked at an English translation of the Quran, you're going to find that this episode completely transforms your, your view about what is possible for you in your life, in your relationships, with your emotional healing, with your mental health, or through engaging with and connecting with the Quran. So even if you're feeling hesitant, even if you're not sure, can this really apply to me? Go ahead, grab your cup of tea or coffee or whatever your favorite drink is and join us in today's very special episode where we're going to dive deep into how you can use the Quran to literally transform your life. In today's episode of our podcast, we have a very, very special guest with us. Her name is Samia, and Samia was born and raised in the U.S. She graduated in communication and psychology. She memorized the Quran uh, over the span of 23 years, so she finished when she over the span of 10 years, sorry, and she finished when she completed it when she was 23 years. She's a mother of two, and she also has a, a very special angel, a special needs child, so I'm sure we'll discuss that a bit more. And she's also the founder of Quranic Ocean. 
where she offers Quran reflection classes for sisters um, and just helps them strengthen and deepen their relationship with the Quran. She loves looking at the psychological aspect, the emotional aspect of the Quran and how that can help us in our lives. And that is one of the reasons I resonate with and value Samia's perspective so much. And uh, if you haven't come across her, you know, I'll link her below. Do go and follow her because it's so, so interesting. But Samia, Assalamu alaikum, welcome, and thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us today. for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Okay, so Samia, um, you know, I, I described you, I tried to describe you in a nutshell there, but it clearly sounds like there's a lot of different com- components to your life. There's a lot going on. Um, can you just give us an overview of what kind of role the Quran has played in your life? Because I often hear from people that, you know, you hear this, you know, because the Quran was revealed, you know, several thousands of years ago. Um, it was revealed such a long time ago and we're living in modern times and we have a different social structure and we have different challenges and modern day dilemmas and struggles. And the world is, is a very different place. Um, than what pre-Islamic Arabia was like. Is the Quran still relevant? How how do you kind of apply that to your life? What role has the Quran played in your life? How do you find it relevant? SubhanAllah, this just <laughs> that question almost makes me emotional because like it's just the Quran has been like, if I had to describe it in one word, it's like a healer or like an anchor for me because um life is full of ups and downs. And I think sometimes the downs are just so like magnificent to us like some like even though like if you look at our life and the ups and downs are are even the the downs feel like that they weigh more right because they just really take us down there sometimes and I feel like I relate to that because I've been through you know hardships we all go through hardships in our life and just personally like you know when, when I think of you know my life I'm like in my 30s now alhamdulillah and just you know, sometimes uh, things happen to you when you're younger that like force you to be almost uh, older, you know, right? Or, or or like to reflect on the purpose of life. And I feel like, you know, subhanAllah with, you know, I went through a divorce and then, you know, I, I lost a friend when I was younger. May Allah Allah have mercy on her. And then I have also, a, you know, a special needs child who has a lot of health challenges. And, you know, like all these struggles in my life have pulled me to the Quran more. And I think, um, you know, because Alhamdulillah, you know, I was already raised with the Quran at, at a young age, you know, like, you know, my mother, may Allah reward her, you know, always, sometimes, you know, parents force, <laughs> you know, their kids to be in the Quran, like to be in like Quran classes and things like that. And I was one of those kids, like here, here's another Quran class, here's another Quran class. And for me, it's like, ugh, like another one. Why? Like, I just want to like have fun. I just want to like have like a summer, like, you know, any typical, like normal kid, like free, no, nothing to worry about. Right. But subhanAllah, because, you know, may Allah reward her, my mom had a purpose for us. She was like, no, you need this. You need this. And I really didn't understand it until I grew older and I realized, oh, my gosh, life is full of all these challenges. And but because I was already familiar with the Quran, it like almost forced me to go into it more real. Right. So like I, I had to I had to seek strength through it because people around me weren't there anymore. Like I lost a friend, you know, you know, I got divorced, you know, I just felt so alone at so many phases in my life that I was like, okay, the Quran is with me. How, how can I heal through this? Right. And subhanAllah. So, so because I had to 
approach the Quran where I'm authentic with myself, like I'm real with myself. And I was able to do that in a way where like I could bring my brokenness to the Quran and then feel whole. Right? I could pour my weakness, you know, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and feel stronger. So because I was able to uh, heal through the Quran in that way, um, I was just like, this is so powerful. And and I wanted to, I wanted others to 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 feel uh, that wholeness that I felt, like the fulfillment that I felt through the Quran. Because, you know, oftentimes we just look at the Quran as just, these are just words, right? But they're not any words, like they're Allah's words, first of all, but they're also, they serve, um, they serve a purpose to 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 bring us reassurance, like to bring us comfort. Like this morning, I had a class of the Surah Yusuf. Uh, I did a Surah Yusuf course in the last year, so we had a reflection. Like all the girls who took it, we just reflected again together, like today. And Subhanallah, like Surah Yusuf, like you'd think, like oh, it's a nice story, and and stories in general are nice. Like any story is like oh, that has like. An, uh, an example that you can live by is nice. But this is like a story unlike any other. This is a story sent by Allah to the Prophet ﷺ, to all of us to find healing in. And like, for instance, like I, I took this course, I dove into this course, you know, and when I say I took this course, I feel like I'm taking my own courses, you know, like, because it, it pulls me to dive with all the sisters that are there, alhamdulillah. So when I took it, you know, with, with, with all of the girls last year, it resonated with me in one way. But today when we looked at it again, I saw it in a whole new meaning. And that's because I'm in a different place right now in my life. So it can serve me in a different way. And that's that's the, the miracle of the Quran, the blessing of the Quran, that it can speak to you at different places of your life based on what you're going through, subhanAllah. And uh, that's what I hope to to you know bring to, to others, inshallah, that the Quran can be that for you. It can be an anchor for you no matter where you are. Like just come as you are to the Quran, right? And, and if you're looking for strength, you'll find it. You're looking for wholeness, you'll find it. Healing, you'll find it. It's problem. That is just so beautiful. You mentioned reassurance. You mentioned comfort. You mentioned healing. You mentioned strength. You know, you said I could bring my brokenness to the Quran and then feel whole. And that's just so beautiful. And that sums it all up. Um, and you also mentioned, you know, the miracle of the Quran is that it meets you where you are at. Whatever you are going through at that particular point in your life, it, it just meets you. It will speak to you at that point, right? And that kind of just takes that whole, that whole, argument out the water that it's not relevant I think one of the beautiful things about it is that it's exactly as you said it it will speak to you exactly as it needs to at that particular point in your life it becomes relevant to you right and on that note there's so many parables of the prophets peace be upon them in the Quran and those are so inspiring you know you mentioned Yusuf I know you have a Surah Maryam course as well which is amazing but I have to say, like, I've heard this a lot from clients and from students and just from people in general where they'll say, oh, but, you know, those were prophets. Those were prophets and I can't relate to them. I clearly remember once a client, you know, I, using an example of Musa, but that's Musa. That's Musa. We're not like them. Right. How how do you feel like we can kind of take some of those parables and make it more applicable to ourselves? And what does the role of the Dabbur play in all of that? Well, if you look at, yes, first of all, yes, they are prophets, right? So, yeah, you can't argue with that. But then if you dive into it more, 
what what does Allah Subhanahu wa tell us about them? Just compare just a few examples. Prophet Musa السلام, you see his humanness. You know, alhamdulillah, my next course is Surah Al-Qasas. I can't tell you how, how many times he says, I'm scared. I'm scared, right? I'm scared. And then Allah is telling him, don't be scared. I'm going to interrupt you because I heard said, that, I, I listened to one of the lives you had with, with I think it was yeah. your brother. And yeah. you Surah Taha. And you spoke about how many times fear was mentioned. And that's, you know, the you know I had been through tafsirs of, of Taha before, but the perspective that you guys gave on that, it just touched me in a different way, I think, especially during these times, particularly. I think, you know, as mass consciousness, there's a lot of fear, right? Everyone is really afraid. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, for those of us who are, who are in South Africa, my South African audience, we've had a lot that we've been through politically and socially this year. And fear is a big part of it. So, you know, I listened to that Surah Taha and I just wanted to tell you that any of you who are listening here, I'll try and DM me or Samia and we'll send you the link. It's on, on Samia's profile. Do go and listen to it. Sorry, go ahead, Samia. Yeah, no, you're, you're good. I think that one is called, it's on my IGTV, it's called I Am With You. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So in Prophet Musa's story, exactly. Thank you for mentioning these verses like Surah Taha, Surah Qasas and other stories in the Quran and other surahs where you, you see he is bringing a human emotion to the table that we can relate to. Like you said, like we, I'm always scared of different things and unknown of things that happen to me, of a hardship that comes to me, right? Of something that happens around me. Fear is, is normal. And, and it's a human characteristic that we can all have. So we shouldn't fear the fear. We should fear not taking that fear, right? To the one who can, uh, heal me, right? To the one who can bring me to safety, right? That's what we should fear. So the, it's not a problem to have fear. And that is what Prophet Musa teaches us. Can you imagine if Allah Ta'ala gave us all these stories of Prophet Musa, of Maryam salam, of Prophet Ya'qub, of Prophet Nuh, Ayub, all these prophets, right? And and the righteous woman Maryam salam. If Allah gave us all these stories and just said, these people were righteous and they were good Muslims, period. Right, it, it becomes so robotic. Like, how are we going to relate to that? Right, and Allah could have done that, but again, these these stories where Allah shows us their humanity, it makes us feel more accepted for who we are. It makes us accept the fact that I'm human and I can be scared, like Prophet Musa was scared. It helps me accept the fact that I could go through extreme hardship of pain where I don't want to live, like Maryam said, Allah, I don't want to live anymore. Right, yeah, Allah. I want to be done, right? I and for someone to say moment. something, like I had someone message me and she yeah. says, no, I say that stuff sometimes. And my husband says, don't, don't say that. You can't say that. But yet Maryam salam, who was so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, she said that. And that's just, it's incredible that she said something like that. Yeah, so, so these stories of, for instance, like Maryam salam, where she said, I don't want to live anymore. I, I wish I wasn't here anymore. Right? That is a feeling that I can relate to. Right? And she had this feeling when she was in extreme pain. And any mother right now who you know went through labor can relate to that feeling of her as a human, but not just as a human, as the chosen one of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right? Allah says that He chose her above all women. So Allah choosing doesn't mean that she's somebody who doesn't feel, who doesn't feel broken. Right? Who doesn't feel hurt. No, like her, her being chosen comes with her feeling, her feelings. And that's, subhanAllah, that's something, again, that 
we can relate to so um, on a personal level. And the same thing with uh, Prophet Yaqub where he's grieving, you know, the absence of his son. And a lot of times we think, oh, like, you know, when let's say somebody passes away and you see a person crying, right? What do people tell them usually? Oh, man, I have to, this is, this is, it's really great to me when, when I see people doing this at funerals, I have to hold myself back to not like rush in there and say, why are you saying that to them? Why are you saying to them, don't cry, make sub, but how are the two mutually exclusive? They are not. You can absolutely cry and absolutely grieve and make sabr at the same time. Like they are not two separate things. Yes, exactly, exactly. So subhanAllah, like again, it's just a mindset. I don't know why we have this, but in the Quran, like the Quran like shows us how we can so beautifully feel our emotions and also so beautifully be anchored in our faith with Allah. Like you you can grieve and have the strongest of faith, right? You can feel sad and also be in, gr- in gratitude. Like they, they can coexist together. And these these prophet stories show us that they they weren't just these robotic humans who just Allah told them be this and they were that right they fell they endured they they were human they had emotions like subhanallah and and that is you know Allah it's such a beautiful thing to have emotions especially as a believer because you can use those emotions to access your creator it's a beautiful feeling to cry and to take those tears to Allah in your sujood where you know that Allah wants you to come with your feelings. Allah invites you to access him through your emotions, right? Like all these prophets have taught, you know, Prophet Nuh in Surah Qamar says, I'm overwhelmed, like I'm done. And like, can you imagine like, and, and imagine like someone just really feeling like they're about to drown, right? And they're saying, I'm done, I'm done, right? But th- this feeling is given to Allah. It's just like, yeah, Allah, I'm done. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. Right. And then right away, the next ayah, Allah says, So we opened the sky for him. Right. Like Allah sent the rain and then he lifted him through the ark. Right. But that came through what? Through him accessing Allah with the, the built mechanism that Allah gave him of emotions. So again, like these stories are so relevant because they, they helped us. They help us accept our humanity. And, and one thing that we can do in tadabbur, you mentioned tadabbur, is bring your feelings into the Qur'an. Like um, one of my favorite uh, female scholars um, is Dr. Zainab Balwani. And Dr. Zainab Balwani, I took a course with her once. And she, basically she told us, okay, here's one ayah. She gave us only one ayah, okay. And um, she told all the sisters in the group, okay, everybody read the ayah. Okay, everybody reflect on it. Everybody share your reflection on the, on the verse, okay? So we're hearing from all these sisters and everybody's just being authentic. Like, oh, I feel like this verse speaks to me like this because I'm going through this hardship or this thing, right? So everybody's just, we're getting to know each other, but like in relation to the verse. So when it came my turn, I like tell her, well, this verse reminds me of this verse. And I'm like making all these connections, you know, I'm like going to all these ayats. And then like I finish and then she's like, she pauses and she looks at me and she's like, Samia, I heard your mind speaking, but I didn't hear your heart. And she was like, I want you to hear your heart. I want you to bring your heart to the Quran 
because that is tadabbur. You know, Allah says, Allah says, do they not reflect on the Quran to do tadabbur on the Quran or is it their hearts are locked? So the heart is the entrance point. So she was like, it's, it's, good, it's good to bring your mind and connect, but she was like, I really want to hear your heart. And, and in general, like how many people tell you that? People are, sometimes you can show someone your heart and be like, oh, no, no. Okay, let's put a barrier. <laughs> let's, let's not go there, right? People are like wounded, right? And like sometimes yeah, we've learned to disconnect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just hearing you say something yeah. like bring your emotions and it's okay to have emotions and look at the emotions the prophets, peace be upon them, had. I think it's so validating for some people because, you know, we're living in an era, era when we're saying, you know, explore your emotions and nothing to, it's nothing to fear. Um, it's a normal part of you. It can be part of your healing. It can be part of your growth. And I think to hear that, that that is what the Quran is all about. It, it is about bringing your emotions to the table and not trying to deny them or suppress them, which let's face it, a lot of us grew up in environments where that's what we learned. You know, we learned how to, we learned to suppress them. Um, and like you said, like come from a very intellectual perspective, but are we bringing our hearts to the table? And that's where, you know, Allah is the turn of hearts, right? So that is where, where faith is really grounded. It's really anchored in the heart. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's that's something that makes the Quran so accessible that, you know, a person, even your best friend can put a barrier between you and them. Like if they're if they're having an off day, like they, you, you can just feel like, oh, like they're they're putting a wall between me and them. Right. Sometimes you, you get the vibe. The Quran will never do that. The Quran is always, always there for you. Right. Will always want you as you are. Will always give you as you are. Right. SubhanAllah. And that's why, like. When you just start doing that, and a lot of you know girls who come to my class, a lot of sisters in the beginning they're scared. They're like, "I've never looked at looked at a verse with my heart. Like, I don't know how to do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, you do because you have a heart, right? You have a heart." And again, that's so, and that's so yeah. amazing because again, a lot of us grew up in these environments where we were told, you know, and I've had this before when on my Instagram and I've shared about quran journaling and tadabbur and i've had sisters message me and say but isn't that only for scholars like are we allowed to do that are we allowed to kind of sit with an ayah and reflect on like you know ask ourselves what it means to us and you know there's that fear people have that fear um is it okay for me to do that can you hear me i can hear you we had a little bit of interaction so, yeah, so people have this fear around it of, is it okay yeah. for me? Is it okay for me to do the tadabbur? Like, what if I make a mistake? What if I extrapolate the wrong kind of meaning to it? You know, um, I think I think some people do have this fear and it actually creates a resistance to them coming to the uh, to the Quran and, and, and coming to it. Because a lot of people just have this relationship with the Quran where they just, reciting and, and reciting in and of itself is great, but it's it's the beginning only. Um, and that's that's a, is a legitimate question that people have, right? There's a difference between tafsir and tadabbur. So tafsir is, you know, we can derive from. You can hear me? Okay. Um, so tafsir is, um, you know, when a scholar is looking at the tafsir of a verse, they can tell us, you know, the sabab and nuzul, why it came down, what fiqh rulings we can derive from it. You know, all these things that we need, you know, from mufassirun, from people who do tafsir and scholars uh, to give us that, right? And that's important. That's, that's very important. Now, tadabur is another lens where 
simply bringing your heart and letting this verse revive you. Oh, that I is the goal the of today. Of it. Letting that right. revive you. That is so beautiful. I love that because that is what I love the that is. because it's it's almost like a passive receptivity. Um, it's mm-hmm. not like you're trying to come in there and figure it out. It's almost like just allowing this to wash over you like a wave. You know, like what is this? Exactly. How, how is this meant to change me? How is this meant to heal me? Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's it's a wave of reassurance, right? And I say that a lot in Quranic Ocean, and it makes and I call you know Quranic Ocean for a reason because you feel like the Quran is an ocean. Like the the, the deeper you dive, the more you're extracting and collecting. It's like an endless ocean. And every wave has reassurance in it, but we're scared to swim, like we're scared to dive, right? But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala invites us, and and in the Quran it says, you know, that this is the adhikra man kana for the one who has a heart, right? What is the criterion for you to be soaked and enamored, right, and revived? Just bring your heart in, and again, you're not coming in and deriving a, a fiqh ruling right i can't do that like i'm not a scholar myself right i will say i'm a reflector like i'm a student of the quran like alhamdulillah i still take quran classes and i pray that allah never allows me to, to stop like i want to keep diving and that's what it is to be a, a person of tadabbur you just keep learning you keep diving you keep just wanting to be revived by allah's words for you and the main reason for me is that i need it in my life Right? Because, for instance, like tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen to my daughter, for instance, who has special needs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know what's going to happen, etc. Like, there's so many unknowns in our life. That's just the reality. The reality is we are in the unknown. Mm-hmm. How can we comfort ourselves in the unknown? Through Allah subhanahu What did Allah send us? His words. So it makes sense that we need those words, right, to float better, to 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 feel like uh, we can heal through, you know, all the the, the wounds that, that are coming on us, you know, from life, etc. So, um, you know, I just hope that we can make it more of a of a regular thing to just ask yourselves, you know, how, how does this verse make me feel? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? Like, for, this is like one example, right? And this is a surah that a lot of us know. What else? Allah swearing by time. Just take this word. Lost words by time. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Right? Just ha- grab your friends and just ask. Ask how does that make you feel? All you're doing is bringing your heart to the Quran and getting to know each other, right? And the ground is Allah's words spark this conversation, right? And through that, like you're no you're no longer just talking just words. Like the same three people, right? Me, you, and one other person, right? Could be out for coffee. And we're just talking about what did you do today? What are you doing tomorrow, et cetera, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But then it just sometimes becomes empty conversation. Mm, right. But if I just tell you, you know, Zahida, what do you think of what asr? Like Allah is swearing by time. Oh my gosh, what does time mean to you? How do you define time? What do you do in your time? Right? All these, like they're, they're open-ended questions that don't have a wrong answer. Mm. Because... Why do they not have a wrong answer? It just because they're feeling questions, right? Just like, how do you feel? What is this to tell you, right? SubhanAllah. And now when we talk about that, that is fulfillment. Mm. That's fulfillment. Because in the same surah, Allah says that everybody is in loss. Everyone is in loss except, except those who are believing, right? 
and doing good actions together. And they're enjoining together in truth and in patience. And I always tell people, when you are um, believing in, in Allah's words, that these words can heal you, these words can fulfill you, and you're bringing that to a conversation, then you're not, you're not killing time anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Then you're like making time. Right. Then you're, 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 you become part of this equation that Allah is giving us, like this exception that, hey, you're a part of these people, inshallah, right? SubhanAllah. So that is, you know. Like you can beat the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, <beat> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay. No, that's, that's beautiful. And I think so uplifting. And, you know, on, you mentioned your special needs daughter. May Allah grant her shifa and may he guide you to make the best of decisions for her always. Um, You know, but you have a busy life. You're a single mom. You have a special needs daughter. You're running all of these different projects. How do you make the time for Quran? And um, how would you how would you advise someone? What kind of advice would you offer someone? Um, you know, you mentioned you memorized the Quran over 10 years. And I think especially here, you know, for us in South Africa, we have we generally push kids to memorize the Quran, but we push them within a very narrow time frame. And I completely understand where that comes from. I, I, I get it. I completely get it. But sometimes, you know, if it doesn't happen within that narrow type time frame, people start to become very uncertain about it. So what kind of advice, what kind of tips would you offer for someone who wants to memorize the Quran, specifically when they are, you know, older and have a lot of responsibilities, like you have a lot of responsibilities now, what would you, what would you suggest to them? You know, subhanAllah, I was asked this question um, recently where someone asked, how do you make time for the Quran with all, you know, everything you have with Maria, my daughter, you know, has special needs and everything that I have in life as a single mom. And I'm like, I'm going to flip the question on you, right? How do I have time? How, how do I have time and the energy to continue in her care? It is because of the Quran. It is because the Quran reminds me of my purpose of why I'm doing this, why I'm here. And it helps me accept that I'm going to have days where I don't, I don't know how I'm going to continue. Like I, 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 I do have those days. Like I'm not going to pretend that where I'm just like some, like someone who's not human who just continues to go because the Quran is with them. Absolutely not. I have days where I'm completely shattered and broken. Right. And I'm like, but The Quran helps me accept that emotion, right? The Quran helps me t- tell me, Samia, you're not always going to have it together. That's okay, right? Take that feeling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Talk to him about it. Ask him what you need, right? So the Quran is um, helping me continue on the journey of taking care of her because I can't take care of her alone, right? And And if I was leaving myself to myself, I would not be able to have done what I've, what I've done that with her in the last you know almost six years of her life absolutely not absolutely not I would have I would have gave up a long time ago honestly like faith is what's helped me even have hope in her I remember when doctors when she was about one years old and that, all doctors had like very little hope in her life right and I remember I was just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates openings for us in ways beyond imagination right So for me, I'm like, okay, if I need to take an extra step, right, of of pushing through, right, and just helping her have hope in her life through the the, the medical opportunities that are in front of me right now, alhamdulillah, in the hospital that, that we were in, 
you know, if Allah is facilitating that, then I'm going to take that measure. And if Allah writes that she's not meant to live, like doctors are saying, then at least, like, you know, I'm comforted because, yeah, Allah, I did what you, what, what, what was in front of me, right? I tried my best, but the qadr, right? The destiny was that she doesn't live. If that had happened, I would have, you know, been, you know, it would have been hard, but I would have been content because, khalas, I gave it to Allah at that point, but I did what I can. But subhanAllah, in doing what I can, Allah showed me like opening after opening, right? Alhamdulillah, now she's back home. She's not living in the hospital anymore. Alhamdulillah, now she can be off the ventilator for several hours in the day. Alhamdulillah, now she can communicate with us through a spelling board. Alhamdulillah, like again, like all these, um, I guess, doors that were shut like years ago, right, are now open, alhamdulillah. But that only happened with faith because if I didn't have faith in that moment, I would have been like, oh my gosh, there's no hope. Okay. Let's like turn the towel, right? Let's give up. That's it, right? Throw the towel in, you're in your, in your, in your khalas. But faith always shows you that do what you can and Allah can open. Allah can open doors, you know, in places where a door never existed before. And sometimes like we can, we, we can see that in, in, in small ways in our life. You know, maybe for me, it was in, in my journey with my special needs daughter and maybe for someone else it was in another place in their life right we can we can feel this subhanallah so for me it's that you know having Allah subhanahu with me and having the, the again the, the words of the Quran with me reminds me that not don't give up right like you can keep going you can accept your feelings and you can take those feelings to Allah and that's what helps me um I guess just continue on on this journey that, that I'm in alhamdulillah right and it's and it's important that uh, we use the Quran for our own like uh, it's a necessity <laughs> it's, a, it's a tool for for survival you know I'll share this quickly uh, there's a verse in Surah Al-Araf where Allah says inna wali Allah my wali is Allah right? indeed my wali is Allah my uh, refuge my guardian my protector is Allah okay and then the end of the verse says, And he protects those who are trying. He protects those who are seeking him, right? Who are trying their best. Now, okay, what is what is in the middle? Allah says that he's the guardian. He's going to protect, okay? So, for instance, like as a mother, if I'm going, if I'm the protector of my daughter, if I'm trying to protect her, right? And I'm saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my, my best to protect you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to give her something to protect her, right? So if she's sleeping, right, and it's cold, I'm going to cover her with a blanket. If I see her hungry, I'm going to go get her some food, right? If I see her thirsty, I'm going to get water for her. Now, what does Allah tell us? That him being al-wali, what does he do? The one who sent down his book. So this book is a manifestation of Allah's, prote of Allah's protection for us. Allah wants to protect us. How does he protect us? In so many ways, but in a, in a very specific way, he sent us these words of reassurance. These words that can help us, you know, anchor ourselves, that can help us find hope, that can help us accept our emotions, that can help us feel, etc. Um, and that's how we can use it um, to our advantage. And, and I know you had asked me before about how somebody can start this journey of Quran. And I'll answer this question now, inshallah is that, you know, my teacher always says, may Allah reward her, it's a journey of heart transformation. That's what the journey with the Quran is. 
it's not a like a one-time journey it's not it's not like a one-stop shop i need this i'm done and that's it right you close the book no no it's absolutely not it's a lifelong journey and so for for somebody who, who doesn't have the time to whether it's because of their job or whether it's because of so many other circumstances health etc if if they cannot memorize the quran if they cannot sit with the quran for x amount right do what you can so long as you are enjoying the journey right of bringing your heart to the quran and i remember at one time i was telling my teacher because you know even between me and my best friends like you know alhamdulillah i have a friend here in, in the same city i'm in who we memorize the quran together and sometimes like she'll tell me oh i reviewed this juzot today i reviewed this today and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't do any of that like today right like i i i barely ate today like i barely you know so and i was telling my teacher that i was just like oh my gosh it's so overwhelming and she was like stop like she looked at me she's like stop she was like if it's overwhelming for you then then what is your heart benefiting from it she's like i want you to stop why are you even reviewing the quran your heart needs it mm-hmm. so enjoy it enjoy it like if you can't do what she's doing don't compare yourself to others and we love comparing people don't we don't yeah. we yeah. and you know what you're saying like even even what you're saying i hear so many moms who are who are on this journey with their children who are memorizing the quran and then they speak to other moms with their kids and they're like oh no we did this much thought and we did this much and they're like we didn't do that much you know and there's that comparison that's going on um it's yeah. such a human thing to do but i love this perspective you're bringing on it where you're saying enjoyment and when you think about it majority of people don't even think about that am i enjoying my time with the quran am i engaging with it in a way that i am allowing it to take effect on me um i know dr bilal always says something that always resonates with me he says don't try to conquer the quran allow the quran to conquer you and i just love that oh i love that i've heard that recently i love it so much <laughs> uh and it's just puts everything in perspective because we come in and we're like i'm going to make this khatam and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that and i'm going to read that many yasin and this is like well you know like allow yourself to be done <laughs> allow it to yeah. wash over you um and and this i you've used the word enjoyment and i think that just completely changes the perspective because then you can ask maybe today it's about just recitation maybe tomorrow it's about sitting with an ayah and just reflecting on that maybe the next day it's you want to sit and do a tafsir of a particular surah you know how can i enjoy this journey yes exactly that is the question that is the essential question that we need because that is how we will make it feel real and authentic if we're trying to be somebody we're not we're not going to benefit from it if we're pretending to be like somebody who has it all together and i'm going to do x amount like where it's becomes like robotic we're not going to get anything out of it right or maybe just a little but when we're really like today honestly like i'll be honest with you like today this might be the only thing i do with the quran if it is then that's fine right i sat and just listened to the quran while making coffee mm-hmm. right and the more you do that right whether it's listening or just even reading one verse right with something you enjoy for me like you you might follow my page I'm a barista like I love making lattes and stuff like so for me I take something I enjoy and I'm going to combine it with the Quran mm. right so for me like my coffee time is my Quran time even if it's one verse right and the more you do it like sometimes people tell me who have not done a lot of tadabbur well I don't know how to extract the way you do like some people tell me that right and that's okay because you know what even when i was memorizing i'll be honest with you in, in those 10 years of memorizing i was not extracting probably anything i was just memorizing honestly right 
And, but then once I started like bringing my heart into it, the more slowly I'm like, oh, wait, oh, wait, what does, what does this mean? How, how does this, how does it relate to me? What is Allah trying to tell me, right? The more, you know, once you just put one foot in, Allah will open the door for you. And that is like the reality. Like that is what's something beautiful about Islam that I love that. And Allah always tells us this, that, that you walk to him, he runs to you, right? And, and you, you see that with the, and I always tell people, that's fine. That's fine that you can, because, we, you know, sometimes we're in a class and we, we're all reading one verse and you have like five sisters saying, oh my gosh, it makes me feel like that and that. And we're bringing so many feelings. And one sister is like, whoa, I didn't get anything. Like, I'm just writing your reflections. I didn't get anything. And I'm like, that's fine. And maybe Allah wants, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and maybe Allah wants you to hear all these heart reflections, mm. right? And the more you hear them, the more, you know, you're going to be like, wow, like, I want to keep doing that, right? You just keep going with it. Keep going with it. And slowly, slowly, bit by bit, bit you, like, you'll be uh, showered, right? You'll you'll be able to see more as you continue um, to keep going. So I think that's, like, just don't stop your Quran journey. Like, even if you're just, if all it is that you're hearing reflections from sisters, that is, that's beautiful, right? And, and then you you can, inshallah, one day have your own reflections you know, with time. So don't like, don't, again, the whole point is like not to feel overwhelmed, just mm. do what you can. And not come with, not come with like these preconceived expectations. Sometimes our ego brings a lot of preconceived expectations that if I'm not having these brilliant insights like Samia and all of these other people, then something wrong with me and I'm not doing it right. That's not necessarily true. I mean, whatever you need in that moment will be revealed to you and unfold to you. In a previous podcast episode, we had, um, uh, a sister, you know, she goes to South African Muslima. And she said something that really resonated with me. She said, if you love something enough, it will reveal its secrets to you. <laughs> and I just love yeah. that. <laughs> because it just, again, it reiterates what you just said now. Um, tell me more, tell us more, as we're closing off this episode, do you want to tell us a little bit about your upcoming course that's uh, open for enrollment? Um, I hope by the time this is uploaded, I hope it's still open for enrollment. Um, but it's Surat Al-Qasas. Do you want to tell us more? What can people expect from it? Is it suitable for a beginner or someone who's a little bit more advanced on their journey? Tell us more about it. Yeah, so all of my courses, what I tell everybody, if you've memorized the Quran and you've been with the Quran your whole life and you're a student of the Quran your whole life, then this course is for you. If you've never read a single verse in the Quran, this, this, this surah is also for you. This course is for you. And that's what's also beautiful about the Quran, that you just come as you are. You don't have to have any prerequisite. All, all like the prerequisite, you know, in the course is just you want to be showered by the Quran. Like you want the Quran to revive you. You want you really want the Quran to speak to you. And that's all. Just come with that mindset. You know, a lot of sisters tell me, like, do I have to read it before? Do I have to look at the translation? I'm like, you can if you want to, but you really don't have to. And um, the way the course works, so the next course is on Surah Al-Qasas, which is chapter 28 of the Quran. And it's the surah that mentions, you know, the, uh, the struggle of the mother of Musa and what she went through. And um, it's such a, subhanAllah, it's a, it's a, it's a surah full of, you know, a lot of emotions and a, and a lot of um, accepting your emotions and taking them to Allah. You keep seeing that in the surah and you, you see like divine reassurance in the surah. And the way the course works is alhamdulillah, for it. it's a safe space for sisters. And we, we uh, meet weekly alhamdulillah, live. And for those who can't attend live, um, the recordings are always uploaded. Alhamdulillah. 
And what we do is uh, we go verse by verse. We recite the verses. Uh, usually I recite the verses at the beginning of the course and I translate them. And then we go like word for word. And I like to do it like slowly again, because the point is to really enjoy and reflect on the verses. So sometimes we'll just do five verses, you know, six, seven verses um, each week. And we'll just look at them and we'll extract concepts from them. So like maybe the first week will be like, okay, divine openings. Maybe the second week will be like, okay, feeling broken. Maybe the third week will be a different theme. So each few verses will extract a theme and we'll just talk about that theme. And um, and then at the end, usually I uh, I invite sisters to share and their shares, their shares are not recorded. Uh, so it's like a safe space. It's like, you know, I feel like this. What do you think of this? So alhamdulillah, like, it really becomes like a, a sisterhood at the end of the day and and alhamdulillah i have sisters who uh, took all my courses and subhanallah like i feel like even though i've never met them and they're like across like oceans they um they um we really feel like sisters at the end subhanallah that sounds amazing and i cannot wait because like i i don't know if i mentioned it earlier but i've signed up so I can't wait for it. And for those of you who are interested in uh, signing up for Sister Samia's class, um, you can see her on Instagram at Quranic underscore, underscore ocean. Is that the tag? But I'll try and tag you yes. as well in the show notes. Um, final question. Any last words for someone who wants to strengthen their relationship with the Quran so that they can strengthen their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically from a perspective of emotional healing specifically uh, in a way that really strengthens their mental health right um, can you can you give some last words for that um, my my advice is just really be real and be authentic like if there is any place where you can be real and, and authentic in your life it's in your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can be as real as you are and um, and that's where you can feel more uplifted than you'll ever feel, mm-hmm. and more whole than you'll you'll anybody will ever make you. You know, and um, just to give you a small example of that one, you know, my daughter had a procedure last week, and I took her alone in the car. It was a thirty minute drive, and I was just thinking in my mind, I was like, Ya Allah, it would be nice to have somebody next to me, like pumping me up, reassuring me, Sami, you got this, she'll be fine, etc. All these things, and then. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to turn on the Adhkar, the morning, Adhkar, the morning um, prayers. So then I started putting them on and it was just like, Allah is enough for me and he's enough protector. He's the best protector. You know, yeah, Allah, we ask you for goodness in this day and, 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 and goodness um, in, in what comes in it. We seek refuge from any evil that's going to happen in this day. And I'm just like, man, like this is the best pep talk. Like this is, this is what I need. Like, and I, I swear to you, like in that moment I felt, I'm like, I don't care who was next to me in a per, in a physical person. They couldn't have done what the morning Atkar did, right? Yeah. Like they really could not have. And that is, that is, you know, what Allah invites us to, to, he invites us to, to experience that, that really true, authentic uh, healing and perspective and reassurance through his words for us. Um, so that's why I invite you to, to just really be receptive to that, to know that, if anybody is going to reassure you, well, nobody will, will do that better than Allah, your creator, who your heart wouldn't be beating right now without him allowing it to.
Mm. And, so and there's no emotion that you can bring to Allah that you, sometimes people feel ashamed they feel like every time I show up to Allah I have to be in a certain place I have to have a certain level of like I have to be upbeat all the time and that couldn't be less true like there's no emotion that you can bring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is not going to that, that he's going to reject you you know he's going to accept yeah. you he accepts you what's and all he accepts you in whatever state you're in in the most broken overwhelmed confused state um he will be there for you and he will he will provide that certainty that you need and the key is to know that he will accept you and that he wants you like if you know that you're good mm-hmm. right and and just thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the moments where he allows you to come to him as you are because that's even a blessing that that allah helps you channel your own emotions to the one who can heal you mm-hmm. you know through them mm-hmm. Sister Samia, I'm sure we could go on for hours, but it has been an absolute pleasure and an honor. I'm so thrilled that we had an opportunity to do this, alhamdulillah. Um, and I so, so appreciate this. And I'm sure all of the listeners will appreciate it as well. Jazakallah khair for everything that you have shared. May Allah reward you abundantly in this world and the next. And may he just take you from strength to strength. I love what you're doing. I resonate with it so strongly and I really, really value it. So may may he just continue to give you the ability to um to continue inspiring through the Quran. I mean jazakallah thank you so much. And that's it for today's very special podcast episode with our special guest Samia. I'm so grateful that she was able to make the time in her schedule to come and join us and shed her pearls of wisdom. I want to hear from you. Did this change your perspective about the Quran and the role that it plays in your life? Were there any particular things that Samia or myself shared that really stood out for you? What were your best takeaways? I would love to hear hear them. You can leave them in the comments or you can head on over to my Instagram account and share that in my latest post. My Instagram account is at liveinspiredza and Samia is of course at Quranic Ocean. I really I really encourage you to go ahead and follow her and see all the wonderful um, gems that she shares about the Quran. And it's really going to deepen, deepen your understanding and your connection with the Quran. So as always, I hope that you took immense value from today's episode. Please feel free to share it with others around you who could benefit from it as well. And remember Samia and I in your special prayers. Take care till next time.